0: I mean, the the fact that you can build digital products by your own, even though you you don't have a a technical background, because, I mean, I wanted to be an actress. I couldn't even do Excel sheets (laughs) before I started. And now I'm kind of a no-code developer. So um, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing how far you can go um, with no-code and how much you can build. Mm -hmm.
1: once upon a time there were tens of thousands of makers struggling every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income one day the no code wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find a way because of this makers became founders and earned the money they deserve because of this founders can have growth freedom And wealth until tomorrow, no code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate with a master's of science and entrepreneurship to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer. I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up so now i'm rebuilding my life one more time one percent a day the no code wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity perspective and persistence to go on this journey with me i get the answers about money marketing and mindsets so that makers become earners earners become founders and founders get freedom and create wealth and thank you all so much for the support this podcast now is ranking very nicely on apple in the entrepreneurship category top 200 in san francisco top 100 in australia top 60 in germany top 50 in the united kingdom top 50 in spain top 50 in the netherlands top 30 in sweden and top 25 In Italy, and I have reached a total of 150 episodes on both my podcasts, and soon 200 actually, with 120 interviews published in 50 days. So please keep supporting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. And if you are interested in my mentoring services to help with your business goals, especially when it comes to marketing, networking, as well as podcasting, finding your podcast uniqueness, reaching out to great guests, getting ranked on Apple, conducting interesting interviews, podcast promotion, and much more, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com, M-E-N-T-O-R, or send me a message on Twitter at no Code wealth and let's begin a conversation. My guest today is Lilith. Brockhaus, from the University of Cologne to Startup Safari, where she was a key account manager and a community manager, to Pirate X, where she was a product owner, to now co founding Visual Makers with her co founder, Alexander Sprogis. Lilith is on a mission to show that tech is something fun rather than something scary. Democratizing tech means to put the power of coding in people's hands with no code and she feels most comfortable with automation, acting and theater and when she first came across the no code community, she simply fell in love. Lilith, how are you today?
0: (laughs) Hello, Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling comfortable. Uh, the weather is nice. So um, that's, that's something that's uh, really opening up my heart. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, pandemic life sucks a bit, but uh, we know the rules. We have to stay home. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'm really glad uh, if, big if, <laughs> we can all meet uh, again in summer. I very hope so.
1: If we all can meet in summer, and you mentioned that the good weather opens your heart, is this correct?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And what else tends to open your heart that something that you do or you like doing that gives you a similar feeling to the good weather that you enjoy in your life or you discover that it's a passion you have?
0: Um. I think the best answer for me is um, positive people um, being around you. Um, I discovered that mostly in, in the last year, how important it is to have positive people who are honest with you. So can also be very harsh critics, um, but you, where well, you know you are supported by them and they believe in you and um, where well, you have can have an exchange on eye level um so yeah i would probably say that it is people positive people um, to that that open up my heart
1: positive people who open your heart who support you but also who tell you the truth so they give you constructive feedback is this correct yes please then expand more What if there are positive people who don't give you criticism that is positive as well or constructive criticism? Why is that something bad? And did you have such experiences of people who always told you what you wish to hear, but you thought, well, I'm not improving. This is not enough and this is not honest. Or what is your thought on this whole thing?
0: Um, no, it was not so much that I had people before in my life that were only telling me what I did want to hear. Um, but there were people in my life that told me things that they thought would be good for me, I think, um, or how they, they stated how they felt, um, who, who I was, um, and they didn't let me decide on my own or didn't let me me speak on my own. Um, I mean, they probably had the best intentions. Um, but I discovered in the last year that being positive means um, taking a person and accepting a person as they are, um, not trying to change them, not trying to judge them. Um, and yeah, helping them on on their own way, because... Even if I would do something differently about someone's situation, um, it's still on him or her to decide what is best for, for him or her um, on their own. And when they made that decision, I can still disagree, but um, I would support them anyway because it's their decision. And that's what I um, experienced in, in the last year. Um, to have people around me that, that support me in the way that they accept me as, as I am. Um, and they, I mean, of course, they give me tips and tricks and and share their experience with me. But um, they don't try to, to change me, but um, rather challenge my thoughts, but also accepting um, my, my decision in the end.
1: I love that very much. So, if I understood correctly, you discovered that there is a difference between positive people and some other people who might have very good intentions, but they come and tell you how you should be and what you should do. And it's coming from their own frame of reference rather than having the empathy and respect to look at you as an independent person with your own journey and your own mind and therefore positive people support you on your own journey to do the things that are right for you in your own way and they might give you ideas and they might give you feedback and tips but it's not in form of expectation or judgment it's a form of suggestion and it's always up to you to be who you are to be more of who you are and to do what feels right, and to follow your heart, and to go on your journey. Is this a correct understanding?
0: Yes, yes, exactly. That's uh, framed really well.
1: Thank you very much. And then to ask you then, my most favorite question right now is, these days, this period, what thoughts seem to be constantly or often on your mind? What is something you keep on thinking about because it's important for you, or you're trying to improve it, or a problem you're trying to fix that you keep on thinking about and thinking and thinking.
0: Well, since I am starting my my own company together with my co-founder now, um, of course, a lot of thoughts are around that. Like, how do we grow our community and? Um, often excitement about about great feedback we we get, or if we have a, had a great talk with uh, someone we uh, who wants to partner with us in stuff like that. There's a lot of excitement in there. There's a, sometimes also fear, of course. Um, like, are we going to make it or or not? Um, but what comes to my mind most recently, uh, very often, is that I'm really thankful uh, right now because even though we have this pandemic and even though, um, I, I was not that happy in my old job. Um, but I, I feel like I have everything I need to start this new journey. Now. Um, I have the support from my friends, uh, and from my family, from, uh, former colleagues. Um, and I feel like even if this whole thing doesn't work out, um, which I'm pretty confident it will uh, work out. <laughs> um, but even if it doesn't, uh, I know if I fall, I I fall um, smoothly. Um, like I I can't fall too too deep. Um, and and even if I do, I feel like this feels right to do right now. And um, always, I think about challenges uh, always as a as a chance to learn. Um, I rather think about challenges than about problems because um, every problem is solvable and then it just becomes a challenge. Um and so that's probably my approach to life, <laughs> I would say. Um that there yeah, I mean it's um it's purely optimistic, uh, but I consider myself an optimist. <laughs> so uh yeah there's probably nothing you you can't solve or can't move on from um, so my thoughts in the recent time in recent weeks are um yeah very thankful for what i have and what i can can do right now
1: thank you and i want to focus on something specifically you are using a metaphor. Which, like you said, I have everything ready for this journey. I have the support of my friends and family. Any problems I face are not problems but challenges. And if I fall, I fall smoothly. Well, that is a metaphor for someone who's uh, into hiking or mountain climbing or something like that. Is that an activity that either you like or you engage in? Or you have a passion and thought about? Or where did that metaphor come from?
0: <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful question. Um, actually, I think it's something Germans say. Um, like in German, it is, or maybe in English too, like Free Falling, the, the song. Um, I think it's also about that. Um, so yeah I enjoy hiking I enjoy being in nature even though um, I consider myself a um, city child (laughs) because I always lived in cities Um, but I still enjoy hiking uh, and so on but my actual sport uh, is um, is figure skating so uh, you can't fall too (laughs) too deep in figure skating Um, but uh, but yeah so I think it's it's a saying kind of
1: okay great and i agree with that although i noticed a stack of metaphors so i'm gonna ask in a different way a cruel question if for the rest of your life you can only do one thing out of these three either acting and theater but you cannot hike and you cannot ski or you ski as much as you wish but you cannot hike or act in a theater or be involved with that or of course the third will be hiking which one would you choose or is there something that makes you feel even more alive as a hobby and activity than these three then please share that
0: um so i don't do acting Since a lot of time, Um, so I I stopped with acting in 2017. Um, I always wanted to be an actress um, since since I was 10, I think. Um, But I'm really glad that I didn't do it because um, now I feel like I can explore a lot more sides of me. I would say, Uh, like not only the creative one, although I find creativity in no code as well um but so acting wouldn't be the problem um and uh, hiking um as i said i enjoy hiking but but i'm not that much uh, into hiking i i love figure skating so i would love to still be able to do that but uh, since you can't can't do it in the summer um it would be i would probably be hard on um tabata workouts i enjoy going um, in the park in the morning and doing half an hour of a, taba- a tabata workout. So um, yeah, that would suck a lot if <laughs> if I won't be uh, wouldn't be able to do that anymore.
1: Yes, Tabata or high intensity interval training. So okay, but you mentioned something and we can return to that, but let me explore, like you said, explore. Different sides of myself, which makes me think of a mountain and someone exploring the different sides, so what does that mean to you, and why did you choose the world the words explore, which is something that is meaningful and deeper than just you know understand different parts of myself or work on different parts you used explore <laughs>
0: um, I think life is all about exploring yourself and the world around you and um by exploring i mean if if you say okay i want to find out more more about me or um kind of go into into me it always says that you already know what is there and i think um you have a feeling of what you know um about yourself but i think there are so many stages in life. And I mean, I'm who am I to say, right? I'm 26. So <laughs> uh, it's still not a long life. But uh, what I experienced so far is um, that you can surprise yourself a lot on this whole journey. So um, if someone had said to me that like, I don't know, six years ago, that I would have a job where I sits uh, in front of a computer all day, that I work in an office, um, that I do something with with tech <laughs> and Excel sheets and no code um, and and actual coding, um, I probably would have laughed because I couldn't imagine this for me at all, and also not not being on a stage and actually enjoying it, not being on stage <laughs> like for for acting. Um, so I explored that about me. I didn't know that before. Um, I knew that I have had a kind of pragmatic side, but I always thought about myself also as um, a loner, probably. Um, I didn't think of myself as a team player. And when I started out in the startup world, I discovered that I'm very much a team player and that I really enjoy working uh, with great people um, in a team and that I really need that, that it kind of comforts me. And uh, I, I like to feel like, yeah a little bit like a work family um for the things I work because um I like to to work on things that i that I'm really passionate about so um that's why I think I use the word exploring and would always use um because it's uh it's such a fun journey to to explore more more sides of you and um yeah, and you can always surprise yourself with things. You, you never knew you you wanted or you're good at or um, how you feel about things. And I mean, on this whole journey, that can also change um, like uh, face wise, but also um, over time you can see things differently that you would never have thought that you would see things like that before. Um, so, yeah, I think life is very much about exploring. <laughs>
1: Yes, so this journey of exploring different facets or sides of yourself is fun. And in your situation, since you are 10 years old, your goal and wish was to become an actress and you were a loner. And now if someone came back then and told you you'll be a team player, like a family within the team, which you mentioned, and working behind the computer and programming, you would have said no impossible but life is surprising you both in what you are doing who you are being and the different facets of yourself if i understood correctly of course and to me too i didn't know i'll be good at podcasting but the feedback is amazing and i'm like wow i could have easily not have done this it was just something to try and i discover that I'm an introvert who can have great conversations. And to me, it's something, a privilege every day. And to ask you back about Tabata in the morning, which you enjoy and it will suck if you cannot do it. What is your most favorite part? Is it before that knowing that after doing it, you'll feel so good? So it's the anticipation. Or is it when you push yourself and it's difficult, but you are exceeding your limits and exploring more. Or is it afterwards when you feel that runner's high, that good feeling that comes from the neurochemicals released, when you finish a good Tabata workout and you begin your day properly or something else? What is your favorite, most enjoyable, passionate part? Mm,
0: good question. So, I think the favorite part is uh is to to push to push myself myself through like during the workout um and really really pushing me uh myself to uh to my my own borders. Um because the Tabata is is all about that because you have these really short, short times where you work and then 10 seconds of a pause. Um so I really enjoy that and, and feeling your muscles, feeling the burn. And um, I, I really like that. I always have loud music uh, playing um, by that. And it just feels really energetic, um, especially <laughs> uh, when you do it early enough. Um, then you can, can see the sunrise and um, the whole city kind of wakens up. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I also like the moment before, like when I warm up. And uh, kind of get prepared and and uh, feeling excited uh, about the workout, about feeling the burn, um, and so on. And but also after it, like when I do stretching, and I know I have already done a workout, <laughs> um, and stretching, feeling my body, and um, yeah, starting the day um, like that, that feels pretty amazing.
1: That feels. Pretty amazing, and you said many things there. So I want to focus on two. Which one would be more of your favorite? The energy, which is something you mentioned, or pushing yourself to your boundaries or to your limits?
0: Um, definitely the energy, because um I like pushing myself to to my limits, um, but sometimes I mean not every workout is the same right you have one week um where you have a great workout and the next week you you do the same workout and it's pretty bad so um you kind of never know you you get better grow stronger uh, over time um and so that um kind of sharpens the workout um but uh I would say every time Like, no matter how good or bad the workout was, um, the energy is still there. So um, I would consider the energy part more important than the pushing yourself to the limits part. um, Because you just don't always feel like pushing yourself to the limits. Uh, Although it feels amazing often enough.
1: I love that. It feels amazing often enough. And each workout is different sometimes you can push yourself a lot other times not so much but there is always that energy well i would like to ask you then two questions and i hope they're not too complicated one if you are to explain to someone what you mean with energy maybe three characteristics or descriptions because that word is very personal to you and therefore it's an umbrella word That we need to break down and you to explain, please. And the second, is that something that you notice as a pattern in business and in life that every time you're working, you cannot really give it your all, but you try and you're always learning and over time you're improving, but moment to moment or day to day, you're not always a machine or something. Can you comment on both your definition of energy? And whether that pattern of each workout being different in how you push yourself translates to life and reality outside of fitness.
0: Mm. <laughs> Good questions. So the the first one about how how energy relates to to business or other life than than uh, than the workouts. Uh, I would say yes, Um, in parts because I push myself very differently um, in workouts than I do in in business. Um, Because in business, it doesn't feel like I'm pushing myself to the limits. Um, I see, as I said before, I see challenges, not problems. So um, I just, especially by example, when I um, want to Want to contact a partner or when I want to partner with a company um then I just text them um or write them an email because I mean they're just people as well, right and what you you can only the worst thing that can happen is that you get a no so um there's there's nothing to lose um so that doesn't feel like pushing myself to the limits and when I'm coding um or how, i'm I'm not sure if someone says no coding. Um, well, let's say when I build, (laughs) uh, when I build stuff and automations, um, it feels also more like exploring and not pushing myself to the boundaries and then feeling excited of about, um, when I discovered a new way to do something or to build something, um, or when I found a solution, probably every developer can relate. Um, so that is the it kind of feels like the same energy in the end, but it's not like I'm pushing myself um, to, to the limits there. Um, of course, sometimes I'm exhausted and, and don't want to do stuff. And then I go f- maybe for a walk to, to catch some energy. Um, but yeah. Oh no, that was the second question. <laughs> I'm sorry. So to answer the first one um, about what is energy to me, uh, and that kind of relates to to the second question is um it's about inspiration i think um it's about feeling yourself um knowing kind of where you are right now in the world what, uh, that sounds very um pathetic but <laughs> it's it, i don't I'm not sure how to describe it differently, but um energy is about for me about feeling yourself being good to yourself and being um, having inspiration and motivation especially and that counts for workouts as well as for um, as for business and workout i can do a workout much better even if i don't have motivation then i can do my business when i don't have motivation um, because i think motivation also comes with creativity um, and is also connected to energy so um if i don't feel motivated at work um then something is is wrong i mean you always have these days where you want to stay in bed um but once you are there uh, at work um it's a different story and then feeling excited about what you do being motivated being inspired by the people around you or the people you talk to um and sometimes even by what you do um Or in my case, when I explore new tools or new ways uh, to do stuff. Um, And um, also being on things like this this podcast here. Um, So, yeah, I would say energy is, for me, mm, inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Um, And and a lot about feeling yourself. (laughs) Um, And curiosity, I would add that probably uh to it and um and yeah i think you can compare the energy levels of a workout with with business um but it's it's kind of the a different way to approach it Uh, even though the energy at the end might might be the same as you said before like the the runner's high Um, i think you can also have a runner's high or then the business high uh by by doing your business
1: there was so much beautiful stuff there uh whether you're speaking about curiosity or runner's high in business or all the beautiful things you said I noticed though there is two things a specific phrase you mentioned two times which means it's meaningful to you which is that you don't see problems that you see challenges not problems well what is the difference between problems and challenges? What do you think are the beliefs of people that make them see problems? And what perspective or belief do you have that allows you to see challenges instead of problems?
0: Mm. Well, I only can talk about my, myself because it's that—that's my normality. I'm—I'm I'm not sure how people feel like you see um, problems uh, instead of challenges. Um, but I found out that I have a strong sense of accepting a situation as it is, um, however hard it might be. Um, and of course you can complain about it and stuff like that, but then I'm, I'm pretty fast at saying, okay, this is the situation. What can we do about it? Um, so it's probably about not having fear because when you say problem, there's all, there's always uh, kind of a negativity to that word um and it it seems like unsolvable sometimes so and challenges are are something to tackle. you can work on it it's it's like it motivates you to to overcome it and um so I think it's a sense of a, a way of approaching things with either negativity or positivity um and i think i'm i'm i learned to be more realistic <laughs> okay um but in my experience i always um felt good and it always worked out actually to approach things with a curiosity with positivity um and thinking about okay what what can go wrong what's the worst case and is that actually so bad so um and also stuff like, I think problems always come with the, with the question, um, why should we do that? Or what this or that could happen? Um, like seeing only the obstacles. And the challenge is for me about why should we not do it? Why should it not work? Um, why should we not try it? And I think you can always try.
1: Thank you so much. So if I'm hearing you correctly, this is what I'm understanding. A challenge is when you have positivity and curiosity and therefore you can overcome the obstacles because it's not impossible. While a problem, there is their fear and negativity and the sense that there is no possibility to overcome the obstacles. Is this correct?
0: Mm yes partly i think problems can also be solved but um problems feel like i think the the difference between a problem and a challenge is that the problem feels much heavier um than a challenge challenge feels feels much lighter and so you have more more freedom more cl- cl- clarity <laughs> that's what i wanted to say uh more clarity and and freedom to think clearly or freely um, uh, about the challenge. And the problem is kind of heavier. There's more pressure on it and um, seems like something you don't want to do and therefore have no motivation to do it Um, instead of taking it lightly and thinking about the solution, like more solution-oriented than problem-oriented. That's probably the challenge the, the difference between problem and challenge for me.
1: Thank you. So a challenge is lighter and you are solution oriented, while a problem feels heavier and you are problem-oriented. Is this correct? Yes. <laughs> and I have to ask because I noticed some words that you repeated a lot. So please explain in your mind. How are these connected? Clarity, curiosity, positivity. And in the beginning you mentioned positive people. and I'll add to it energy. I don't know whether that's too many, but it is clarity, positivity, curiosity, positive people, and energy. Which How do they affect each other? How do you think about these? How are they related?
0: <laughs>
1: um
0: a uh, good question. Um I think the energy is kind of connected to clarity because you need a certain clarity to see um to be not overwhelmed by the things that are around you but that you can level your energy and your motivation to that. Also for positivity you need some kind of clarity I think and positivity also triggers energy. So I think there's no positivity without energy.
1: So for you in many ways, many things are related and link into energy. So when you have clarity, you're not overwhelmed and therefore you can have energy. And well, I mentioned the other two are positive people and curiosity and maybe freedom. So it's just trying to understand your brain, but if just from your heart If you were to link some of these, not necessarily all, to energy, and it seems energy is the thing that is at the core of many things for you, how would you link them?
0: So, yeah, as I I said, I would say there's, when there's positivity, there's always energy and energy kind of comes from positivity and positive thinking in terms of solution-oriented thinking. Um, and to achieve that i think you need some to to have some sort of clarity and uh, because the clarity gives you freedom um to to have that energy to think to think about the the things in your life uh, in this world and so on um from a kind of words perspective i would say um so they don't these all these things around you, all these circumstances and so on don't overwhelm you or drag you down or up. I mean everybody sees through through their own eyes and it's always subjective. And I think positive people have a sense of resilience uh, I would say. So um, as I said before, to to see challenges, not problems like to to not get stuck, in a certain situation, but to see there's a way out. And even if that means seeking help, by example, I mean, we don't have to do anything um, alone. Um, we can always ask for help. And I think positive people have this mindset of um, giving yourself freedom, um, connecting your positivity, positive thoughts with energy, having motivation um, and be have a clarity about the things that they are doing in their life and also what surrounds them.
1: I love that answer. And to ask you about the project you're working on, how is that an embodiment in its branding or as a tool, etc., for what you described now, especially when it comes to resilience, as well as how is re- resilience related to falling uh, on your face smoothly or whatever you said in the beginning, which you said falling down smoothly which is in a way maybe it's a way to protect and have more resilience or i don't know how that is connected but please connect the project you're working on now with what you described whether it's the positivity the energy the resilience the being a solution oriented rather than problem oriented etc
0: That's a good question. Um, So, my project is uh, Visual Makers. It's a learning platform for and a learning community um, for no code. Um, And I think no code is all about problem solving. Um, It's about building quick things, trying out uh, things, exploring tools and ways to work, and um, exploring processes, workflows, um, and building stuff out of curiosity. or on the one part out of curiosity, what can we build and building that yourself, which leads to a lot of creativity. So um, since you don't have to to code anymore yeah, or write the code yourself um, and being afraid that you might forget a semicolon or a, a comma um, and then searching three days for it um, and kind of the fear of breaking the code uh, by, by one mistake you do. <laughs> okay. Um, with no code, you can just, just build things, um, and be let, for me, it was like a lot of exploring creativity and, um, bring this magic to life of, Hey, I built this and we actually use that and it's useful for, for other people as well. So, um, when I did some workshops, I always, saw that, this, this magic moment on the faces of the others, uh, which I experienced myself often enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really passionate about about no-code. And I think there are two big loves in my life uh, or in my business lives that I had. One was acting, uh, which I did for many years. And the other one uh, is is no-code. And I'm a person... I'm getting excited really quick. <laughs> I can be way over the world excited about stuff, um, but then also losing interest um, quite soon. And what I figured out is to to see what sticks. <laughs> and acting was uh, one big passion I had that sticked uh, or that, that stuck. And um, no code is the other one. And I mean, the, the fact that you can build digital products by your own, even though you you don't have a a technical background because, I mean, I wanted to be an actress. I couldn't even do Excel sheets (laughs) before I started. And now I'm kind of a no-code developer. So um, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing how far you can go um, with no-code and how much you can build with no-code. So, yeah, I'm really excited about... um, about going out there, teaching people how to how to use these tools, helping them and finding solutions um, for the challenges they, they might have. If it be um, processes they want to automate or workflows, um, stuff like that, or building an MVP, trying out a new product and they don't have the resources or the time to, to build that in code. And then you can just try it out with no code. So um, that's pretty great. And I love building. I love sharing my knowledge um, and allow a good community. So um, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. And when it comes to resilience, I think it's good for every founder to have some sort of resilience <laughs> because I think they're always, I mean, I'm not that long a founder yet, right? So um, uh, there's a lot to come, <laughs> I think. And um, what I'm expecting is to, to have phases like really really high highs um, where you feel, feel amazing and get this great feedback and get clients and so on. And then probably also these really low lows <laughs> uh, where you, where you feel afraid, where you think like, okay, where do we get the money from? And nobody wants to buy a product uh, probably. So um, yeah, I heard it from a lot of founders and I'm not expecting to, um, to be spared by that. <laughs> um So I think you need a lot of resilience to go through that process and not giving up too early and and figuring out what to do, um, even if you're afraid, maybe, and not letting that fear um, overcome you. Um, And in terms of freedom, I was very lucky at my first company to to work, to have a lot of freedom, um, even as an employee. And I could... Uh, bring in my ideas, like from the very start on, even though I started as a working student and um, soon had my own projects and had uh, was a community manager key account. You said it in the beginning. Um, and that was pretty great. So it felt more like an entrepreneurial spirit than, a, than being an employee. Um, and then in other companies I worked in, I always th- thought that this would be in all startups like this. Um, but I figured out it's not the case. And I wanted to to work on my own terms and um, building the stuff that I'm really passionate about. And there's always stuff you don't want to do, right, in a business, no matter where you work or if you're the founder or an employee. Um, but yeah, I wanted to have the the freedom to work on things that I thought or think really matter um and that's where it connects to to freedom
1: thank you that was a beautiful description what's about what's going on on your mind and i welcome you to the true roller coaster the valleys and peaks of entrepreneurship because even like gary v he says you'll always have really horrible days but think about them as the price you pay for your own freedom and independence, that if you wished no bad days, you won't have brilliant days, but you can be an employee and have medium days forever. So to open up the statistical variance for higher reward, you need to open the risk of really crucially crushing moments, but resilience is necessary to keep going and being solution-oriented rather than being overwhelmed by fear and by focusing too much on problems and seeing them as something really big that cannot be easily solved. And therefore we need curiosity. We need to keep the energy to stay motivated and to know that we can have the support of a community such as the one you are creating and the knowledge and everything that will help people on this journey where they don't even need to have any technical background, but any human on this earth can create a digital app or product and join this community, this movement, and this infinite potential and possibilities open to us.
0: Yes, that's that's beautifully said.
1: Thank you, and Lilith. If people want to join Visual Makers, if they want to connect with you and speak more or be involved, what are the best links for them to do so? Maybe it's your Twitter, maybe a website, maybe somewhere else. That I will make sure to write in the description as well.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. So when you wanna wanna join Visual Makers, which is a German community. Um, uh, just go to visualmakers.de, and but I'm also happy to talk uh, to talk about help you with your uh, problems you might have or your challenges you might have with your no-code projects. Um, I'm to find on Twitter at uh, Lilith Builds, um, and also on LinkedIn you can find me as uh, Lilith Brockhaus.
1: Thank you, Lilith. It was a pleasure a great great interview and i wish you a wonderful wonderful day
0: thank you thanks for having me that was a great conversation um i enjoyed it really really much and uh, looking forward to to hearing the episode have a great day mm-hmm.